As Jerry said, Friday night was really, really good, by the way, uh, for those who were able to come to the spiritual gifts thing. I've recognized in myself that while I am very much a reflector, I don't know, some of y'all, like I analyze everything that I do all the time personally. Um, What I have not done a great job, even though I've been taught and trained and mentor, is how to get groups to reflect together. And I've continually been inadequate, I think, at that aspect. So having a sermon series, for those who weren't here, we did one on spiritual gifts on Friday night, got a chance to get together. It was fantastic. Really just look at the test results that we had, but that created conversations, and it, it, it was good. And I learned a lot from, I'm a, I think we all learned from each other, and I think that was such a beautiful thing. We will do, we had, I think, four different families reached out and said, hey, I can't be there, super want to be there. So we'll do a, another one. We'll probably have like a part A and a part B, and who knows, there may be a part C, <laughs> because the group that was there said, we just scratched the surface. Um, so we want to, we'll do another part with that group, but before then, I believe, we'll have a kind of part A for those who hadn't done it before, and if you want to come join the conversation, join the discussion, and recognize that it's not just what you're going to get, but what you're going to give. We have that ingrained. I think, well, well I don't know if I'll get much. I, what you say might really spark something. I told Jerry something that he said had Ryan Kellum go, do you know when Jerry said this? And then he went on to ask me this question, what do you think? And it really stirred something good in Ryan, and it had something to do with something he had talked to you about before, John, but it created a conversation. And Jerry didn't, probably didn't know I'd go there and cause this really good thing, uh, good thoughts and, and, and wrestling with some of this stuff. And, it's, and he did. It was great. Woo! So uh, Greg and I had a good coffee today, this week, didn't we? Not today. And we were just, uh, we were just reflecting on this year, and I know we've reflected with some of the shepherds. We've talked about the different things that we've done this year, and, you know, we started out in the fall going, God, we really want to impact our community better. We really want to reach out. We really want to be a light here in this area. Um, We ultimately want to see people come into the kingdom and become serious disciples and love the Lord and go out and make disciples themselves, and, and we want to really impact this area. God, what do we do? And so we spent the fall praying, right? I mean, we did, praying praying, and prayer walking and doing different things like that. And God just said, like, here's something to do. And what I love about what we did at Stones River is uh, we just, we did it. Like, that's it. Like, <laughs> there's often times where we hear words from God or we get this thing, and then by the next week, we've just kind of forgot about it. Anyone ever had that happen? We get, and then we look for the next word from God, and then we just kind of forget about it. But, like, I really believe that we were fair, fairly faithful to what God, or, very, or fa- faithful to what God called us to do. And we, and we spend time, and we've done donuts, and career day, and read stories to, and uh, field day. And, I mean, actually a decent amount of stuff for just almost one semester that, that we were, you know, towards the, end of, yeah, yeah, towards the end of the first semester there. But, I mean, basically one semester, being able to pour in, in the, and the, being able to pray over the principles and the, and the assistant principles and then being open to this, it just seems like such a beautiful thing from the Lord. And I love some of the stuff that John and David are sharing because part of this next season kind of, uh, I just kind of feel, we were just talking about just feeling this season of rest and reflection and listening to what the next steps are. And so this message I've called Community, Rest, and Reflection. And um, over the course of the summer, we'll probably dive deeper into some of this stuff, but it's almost like at a kind of high-level 
overview of some of the stuff that we'll probably uh, that we will be sharing, you know, this summer. And so I'll just start off with talking about community, and I know we've talked about it a lot lately. Ben preached an awesome sermon last week, by the way. That was fantastic. He killed it um, about the gifts of the Spirit and, and doing and having those and how they work in community with one another. I may sound a little bit like a broken record on some of this, but I know, I know that if I don't repeat it, we will forget it. You ever have something where you've taught someone, teachers especially, or your kids, something over and over and over, then they do exactly the opposite? And you're like, good Lord, how many times have I said that? Huh? You said that, Mom? Yeah, like 20 times. Sometimes I have to say things 20 times for us to get it. I'm just playing. But that the, the idea of community and taking time to continue to build deep, intimate community, I was reflecting this morning on, again, our society as a whole. And it really, really dawned on me, like the last 20, 25 years, especially with the rise of the Internet, how much that has affected us as a, as a culture, Huge, huge implications. Because I thought to myself, you know, where I would normally go shopping in a store all the time, if I needed a new hammer, I'd go to Lowe's and, you know, I'd do, you know, sometimes or whatever. But now I can just go to Amazon.com and I probably buy half of my goods on Amazon. What do you say, babe? Maybe, maybe not half. Besides groceries, maybe. Because I can drive from Walter Hill all the way to Lowe's or I can go to Amazon and get it next day. And if I'm super impatient, I can spend $2.99 and maybe get it that day. Those are the good ones. You're like, yes, same day. Let's go. True value. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Actually, I should, I should have said that because I go to true value more than anywhere else. That's over here by Nourish, if you're not unfamiliar, behind uh, Clay Pit and Little Caesars. How long have you worked there, Jerry? Eight or nine years? Is that what you said? Yeah. I have, I, when I was having my plumbing problems, I was there bi-weekly probably. <laughs> Jerry and I got to get a little bit closer together. Hey, what are you here for, John? You know what I'm here for, Jerry. Let me get some of that pecs. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but with the dawn of that, you know, in, that, in the online shopping and different things like that, I was even this week in, in Walmart and in Target, and, like, we have self-checkouts now. And I thought to myself, like, like most of us, I don't know about me, I go to self-checkout all the time because it's just usually faster and it's easier because it's not dealing with people. I, I, I mean, I just literally watched this YouTube video about how we, so, we do what's easier now. Like why do you sit there scrolling through your internet or through your feed or instead of reading a book that's productive? Because it's just easier, you know? And, and it sets off these things in your brain. You're like, oh, wow, what if I see something great? And you don't oftentimes. You know, or why do I well, watch TV, but uh, I won't, you know, practice my piano or something like that? Because it's, it's easier. And, and, like, we get caught up in this, this kind of cycle. But with those things taking place and us going to the self-checkout, God even, like, spoke to me. I just, was, I just felt like in my heart, he's like, don't always go to self-checkout. Like, <laughs> go to a person and maybe you're, uh, you know, being bright, you know, and, or saying something or caring for them might actually make a difference in their life. But that's kind of the age that we're in. And then on top of that, I just thought about COVID and how COVID further brought us into isolation. And even some of us, um, many of us worked from home before then, but now a lot more people even work from home now. And we don't even have to interact with people really hardly at all. And when we do, people will share oftentimes that it's awkward. Like I had, I had someone recently tell me, and I, it, was, I didn't, it was crazy, I don't know how to talk to people. A 35 or 6-year-old man, like, 
I'm so awkward because I work. And he does work in an office, but it's just three people, I think. And goes home and plays video games and this stuff, and just like I don't, I don't know how to deal with people, which is why we have problems. Like we can't even talk about anything without getting in some weird fight because we don't even know how to, you know, talk about something constructively anymore. And it's really, it's really crazy. And I could get all angry and be like, well, you know, and I can't believe society's gone this way. But what I recognize is it is such an opportunity for the church to shine. It's a huge opportunity. John, John, did you read that text from Dan to the church? I'm going to read this real quick. John sent this to me. Um, and he was online. And some of you probably have already heard this because I know we've shared this a little bit. But he was online and saw this, this tweet that a therapist was telling this guy named Dan said, this is going to sound odd, Dan. Of course I think therapy is helpful. This is a therapist. I hope that you think your job is helpful. (laughs) But I sense the majority of my clients are just really lonely in need of a friend they can entrust themselves to. I've never seen more loneliness in my last 20 years of therapeutic practice. That ought to hit heavy like us to think that like this this therapist is saying most of these people like just need someone they a confidant that they can entrust that when they have tough things they're going through or they're trying to make a difficult decision in life do you know that just because many of us have these a lot of people don't i run across people all the time that have very surface level friendships and online kind of things going on and like I'll say hi to this person at the gym or that but when it comes to actually having someone they can confide in it just is uh, it's 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 eroding from our culture like less and less people have this so we have a chance to be the body that shows people what 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 it looks like to live in community with one another it's so awesome like I was also reflecting with Greg on like I just was thinking through the people's lives that like God has used me to impact the last 10 or 15 years, what wor- what's, what's been successful, what hasn't been as successful. And so far, the most successful thing has been people seeing believers in unity. Like I've told you, I'll just use an example so I don't have to go through it, the whole thing with the hookah bar and corral and stuff like that. Seeing believers in unity, seeing something different, but it was not only a community that was tight-knit, but a community that had purpose. That's a, key, that's a key. Like they saw there's a higher purpose for this community. There's, 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 they're interested in God. That's, and those types of people, I remember the first people that came to know the Lord that I influenced was back at uh, Discovery where I used to work. And, and me and Travis were a tight-knit community and we were sharing about the Lord. And I just remember someone going, I've never met people. Uh, and I, I don't think I was particularly great at this. So like that's why I'm sharing this. this. I was 20 years old. I've never met people that are like actually serious about their faith more than just kind of showing up to church. Like, they're just so, like, you guys are amazing. And, and several people came to know the Lord. And as I reflect, I'm like, man, there is something that's so powerful about a community witness to our community. And a deep need and desire for us to continue to grow in that. I, I showed this picture because when Jesus calls, and I think I've said this before, but I'll read it. When Jesus calls his disciples... He doesn't call them to a one-on-one mentorship. He says, follow me, which he, he says the same thing to us, I believe, follow me. He didn't say, pray this prayer. Or he didn't even say, believe in me at the moment. He said, come, I'm coming to my life. There's a whole lot more than just praying a prayer. There's a whole lot more I'm inviting you into and modeling for you. 
But he, he invites them not only to him, but he invites them into community with one another. Like they are intimately close to each other. And there's no doubt that he calls 12 disciples for the 12 tribes of Israel, which you can go to the next slide if you want, which reminds me how deeply God has always dealt with humanity as, like I've got the Israelites at Mount Sinai, as a people. And for us to remind ourselves that God is still working that way and, re- and also realize there are societal lenses, these individualistic, I can do things on my own, um, individual salvation, and all these things that we have. Now, yes, we individually give our life to the Lord and stuff, but we are part of a body and we are part of a community. And when we can kind of take those lenses off and start to look at it through the lenses of when these scriptures were, read or were written, in those cultural lenses, we begin to see, man, God has always called a people. When he called Abraham, he said, you're going to be the father of what? Many nations. He didn't say, I'm calling you out as a single dude. He said, I'm creating a people, and through that people, many people, and you're going to be the father of many nations. That God is, is, is establishing a kingdom, and we're priests to God. Like, this is a kingdom thing. It's not just about me. And you can go to the next slide. And as I've been wrestling and, like, looking back through these things, I was reading back through the law uh, recently, going through Exodus, and when God gave the Ten Commandments. And it just really hit me so hard whenever I was reading through the Ten Commandments, and I read, you know, just some verses hit you harder. Like, sometimes you're like, oh, you know what? Yes. And I think it's oftentimes what you're experiencing, and God's showing you a new way to, to look at this. And I was reading through the, the, the one that says, honor your father and mother, so that it may be well for you, so that you may live long in the land that I am bringing you to. A verse that Paul quotes in Galatians. He gives to the Galatians. But so many times I've taught it or heard of it as, hey, Jerry, if you honor your individual father and mother, then you individually will live long. And yet what, what, what God is telling the Israelites is, is you as a people are coming into promise. I have a plan, a purpose, a mission. You're coming into a land of promise. And if you as a people honor your fathers and your mothers, your elders, then you are going to live long in this land. And if you don't, you won't. And so my mind started going, so I've got to change from John McPeters, which I've got to do this, needs to honor Robert and Judy McPeters, to how is our community at Stones River honoring our fathers and mothers? How are we teaching our children to honor the fathers and mothers and, their grand, and the grandparents, the grandmothers and the grandfathers? How do we have a culture where this, a culture of honor among one another? That's God's heart, man. And I just get so excited about it because it's, it's just not just me. It's us, it's us, it's us. And that's why I love the stuff we're doing at Mitchell Nielsen because like we're on mission together. Like we're saying, God, help us to hear together together, man. And I just, I thought it was really good on Friday too that we had some cross-generation stuff going on. Did you notice that? We had a couple different generations. Me and you were the same generation. Some of the other ones were different generations. But I I just, it's just so powerful because I was even thinking about that kind of stuff and going, you know, I've got teen, I got one teenager. I got another one coming up on being a teenager. And me and Greg and Megan, we could have conversations about teenagers because they have teenagers but I really need to hear from people who have done had them for a long time and done grown several of them up. And there are some mothers that need to hear from grandmothers about how to raise. And if we don't have that culture of honor among each other, we will be insufficient. It's inadequate. It's insufficient. There's, it's, it's, there needs to be that. And to, it's a beautiful thing. Ah, so community is so huge, y'all. 
it's so huge. And so one thing that we want to continue to do is do things to help grow that and foster that among, among each other more and more and more. So I'm going to encourage you to participate in some of the things that, that as we move forward, you know, we're, we're going to do a barbecue here in not too long, I think. Uh, we were talking about that. Uh, I had a couple people ask, could we do a camping trip? Which, you know, I honestly don't really like camping outside. I love outside, but I don't like laying down on the, on, in a tent. It's not my favorite. But maybe doing something where it's close enough to where people can make a day trip if they wanted to and different things like that. But this summer, just creating some opportunities to continue to grow in that. You can go to the next slide. Thank you. Rest. My next sermon, next Sunday, is going to be on Sabbath. It's going to be on rest. Because a lot of us um, struggle with rest. Some of us don't. Some of us are lazy, and we're just like... <laughs> Some of us think that the generation below us are lazy. <laughs> That's the way. Well, y'all just... But, but, but seriously, I'm going to couple these last two together here. Um, as we grow close-knit, more close-knit in community, there's definitely God gives opportunity and, and requires us, desires us to take time to rest. And as we rest, we reflect and we listen to God. If you want to go to the next slide, I'm going to read Mark chapter 6 real quick. You can turn to verse 30. It's not too much. As you're turning there, I'll give you the context. Jesus sent his 12 disciples out. He sent the 12 out. He gave them power over demons. He gave them power to heal. And they're just do amazing. <laughs> great, great things for the Lord. After that, he shares that he sent them out. It talks about John the Baptist being beheaded in prison. And then directly after that, verse 30, chapter 6, Mark, the apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. There's some reflection right there, is there not? There is a we are on mission. Like I'm, I'm, I'm thinking through like what God is calling us to do. We've been on mission. We've been doing things. And when they come back, what I've been inadequate with is as a group, why don't we share our experiences? That's why John and David shared this morning because want, we want, and we've been doing that. Every time we've done something, I've really wanted to ask somebody and someone's come up and share some of their experiences. So they come and they share what they've been taught and, and all that they've been done. And this happens in Luke chapter 10 when the 70 return. When the 70 return, they do the same thing. They come back and they're sharing their experiences. In Luke chapter 10, Jesus even has some time of teaching for them, right? They're like, look at what I did. This person was healed and this demon was cast out and all those things. And Jesus was like, that's awesome. But don't forget that having your name in the Lamb's Book of Life is the most important piece. But I say that to say this can be a season of reflection and us teaching one another as we did the other night. Us learning from one another, on, what's going, uh, on what we've learned over the process. We need people. We need everyone for that. We need to, to be listening to the voice of the Lord and just asking ourselves, well, what worked? What didn't work? What's growing? Hey, do you know this teacher? Yeah, I got to tell you that teacher. Okay, so there's a relationship forming here. Awesome. You know, or there's a relationship forming with the, you know, with the principal or what it, whatever it may be. But it's also coming together with, as we're resting and just thinking through this and processing through these things and reflecting on these things, even asking the Lord, as I said, like, what, what are, do you have any next steps for us? Like, I won't share, but John sent me a great idea, which we'll try to do here in a few, uh, maybe in July or so. Um, but anyways, it, but having those kind of reflection moments as a community of believers. See, it says that they came back 
He told them all that they had done and taught. They told him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat, and they went away in a boat to a deserted place by themselves. You can go to the next slide if you want to. But there was a moment where Jesus says, you've done a lot. Let's rest and reflect. It's okay to. Some of us have to give ourselves permission to rest. I, you know, I struggle with that. I'll be real. Like I do. I struggle with saying, you know what? You need to take some time to rest. But what I think is more powerful is when we say let's rest together and let's reflect together. So let's have dinners together. Let's spend some time together. But also, let's create intentional space for reflection. And I haven't done as good of a job that, so we're going to keep doing more of that. We have the spiritual gifts. We're going to have some time built in to say, you know, what's going on? What have we done at Mitchell Nielsen? We do that on Wednesday nights. And Greg's been leading that. So I'll plug it that again. Six o'clock on Wednesday nights, bring food. If you've already eaten, 630 is whenever it starts, right? Um, and that's a, that is a place where there, it has definitely been time of prayer and asking, hey, what's going on here? What's going on with Julie? Or, you know, different things like that. And that's built in and that's incredible. I want to continue to create those space so that we can have these conversations because God is speak, going to speak to us and is as a people, as a people. And there'll be confirmation. I believe that, yes, that's from God. Yes, that's what we need to do, just like God has, has already been doing. I just, whoo, man, I just get excited about it. I get excited about it. Go to the next slide. I'm almost done. Oh, I took out the one slide? That's okay. I'll get to here. You'll be like, what the heck do you have? The Jewish the calendar that... Anyways, I'll get there. The next slide was supposed to be a picture of Jesus very happy. There he is. I th- you know, sometimes I take stuff out. Sometimes, I'm, sometimes I accidentally hit delete. In Luke chapter 10, I'll probably do a whole sermon on this. Jesus celebrated with the disciples. Rest, reflection. I, the sermon title would have been forever if I would have just kept going listening, celebration. There's a time to go. I was just thinking this morning, like, could you imagine if we hadn't heard from God and we're still going, God, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> like, seriously, it should be, we should be going, thank you, Lord. Thank you for the connections. And I know many of us are. Thank you for the connections. Father, we just, as a, a group right now, knowing your presence is, is right here with us, we thank you so much for what you've done. Thank you so much, Holy Spirit, for your leading. Thank you so much, Father, for the doors that you have, have unlocked and for the relationships that are forming. And, and Lord, we just want to remain faithful to what you call us to do. And, and we just love you and just say thank you. As a group of people, we say thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. All right. Um, but yes, taking that time to celebrate. Okay, now go to the next. The reason I brought this up is because for some reason... Some parts of our, the church, not Stones River, we don't like set times of things. Like, it's, it's, that's too religious. I'll tell you, I'd get driven crazy when someone says, I don't want to be religious. I would go read the definition. But I'm not going to go down that bunny trail right now because <laughs> it's not necessarily bad. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. But, like, I, I recognize that, like, oftentimes it's like if every everything isn't spontaneous, which I, heck, I love a good spontaneous moment. I do. I love doing those things. But recognizing that God gave Israel a calendar of rest and reflection and celebration. Do you guys know that? Like he, like it's, it's okay to have set times to sit back and go, all right, this is a season for this. You guys know that, you know, today's Shavuot, anyone ever know, or this last several days is Shavuot, which is the, anyone know? 
<laughs> you saw the ice cream up there. <laughs> the Feast of Weeks. The Feast of Weeks, which is when Israel gets together and they celebrate. Well, initially it was the uh, harvest, because this is the time of harvest, became a celebration of when Mount God gave Israel the law on Mount Sinai. And so they still get together and celebrate. And this is one of the, and I love this about God. That's why I wanted to share this. This is one of those journey uh, uh, pilgrimage feasts where God commanded. He said, you have to go to Jerusalem and have a party. You have to celebrate what I'm doing. <laughs> and you have to enjoy one another, feast together, and reflect as a community with my presence with you. And I think that that's a, that's a huge piece because sometimes we can even do well having barbecues and different things like that, but God called them to come and to celebrate with him, his presence among, and to remember, God, thank you that you don't even have to put rain on, the, on this wheat, God, <laughs> but you've been faithful to us to do that. And then we might say, well, you know, this is just the Old Testament. It doesn't matter. Do you know what happened on, on, on the Feast of Weeks? Weeks? Pentecost. Today is Pentecost, all right? So... I just, when people say that, it just drives me insane. We can't learn anything. From, what are you talking about? Jesus died on Passover, Peshach, and, and, he, and on the f- festival of weeks, he uh, sent his Holy Spirit to us, you know? So let's rest, let's reflect, let's celebrate what God is doing with God's presence among us. God desires it, and it's so amazing that he does. Isn't it cool that God's a God that likes to celebrate a little bit? that he's not like you guys stink you know you gotta do better all the time you know i mean there's time no i love him i love him he's amazing let's pray father um i just love you i love your personality i love when we've been studying spiritual gifts and the fruit of the of the spirit and as particularly when we looked at the fruit we get to see your patience, your, 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 your love, your gentleness, Lord, um, your kindness, all of the amazing attributes of who you are. It just continues to set me back in awe and go, man, I just want to be just like you. We just want, we want to be just like you. We want to share your characteristics and who you are, Lord, with our city, with our community here. And we thank you again for the work that you are doing among us. And Father, as we enter into a time of, of developing deeper roots, uh, as we enter into a time of, of resting a little bit and reflecting on what you've done before we get into the next school year, Father, um, I ask that you would help us to rest well. I ask that you would help us to reflect well. I ask that you would help us to participate well in that, Lord. Not only thinking of what we're going to receive, but also what we can give to this community because every single person in this room is vital. Every single person in this room matters. And I thank you for that, Father. I thank you for that, Lord. I just ask that as we do these things that you would give us ears to continue to hear today. Holy Spirit, we're celebrating the giving of your spirit that came and dwelt among us. Holy Spirit, lead us. Like, please continue to lead us. I I know you want to. Help us to have ears to hear and hearts that aren't stubborn, hearts that are just lay down before you, willing to do whatever you tell us to do. In Jesus' name, amen.